Fantastic. Woo, this meeting is being recorded because party people, it is time for Talking During Movies, the podcast where we take key moments and quotes from a film to drive a conversation. And most of the time, you're right, we're just talking. And the movie's playing on mute in the background, which is you've got favorite movies, that's who you should watch them. Wait for your favorite thing to come up and then jump in, let people experience it with you, and then let that drive the stories that will fuel your night, party people. And for us, Joining us today, he is the intercontinental champion of the mic. He is the rhetorical wrangler of the prehistoric. He's the man about town. He is mopping up the East Coast like no one's business. From the hit podcast, the host you love the most, Henry Sir, how are you? You are a great hype man, you know that. Just... <laughs> yeah, no, it's nice. It's nice to be back and nice to do an episode where I won't be surprised by the opening and generally confused and off track the entire time. <laughs> we learned a lesson that night. We did. We 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 approach things differently, right? And <laughs> right. And this is why we don't do new things. <laughs> this is why we stick. <laughs> to the contracts and don't ever think about breaking out of it we're stuck we're stuck that's right i'm still editing willard <laughs> there's so much to go through with willard you just you should have that should have been unedited no it's because uh i have to clip everything together because that we had we cut it out a few times oh so, okay yeah no no that that episode's not being edited <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, also thank you, China, yes. for being China. Being amazing. Amazing China. Call back to an episode that might be out. I just realized your show is technically like a really weird commentary track. Yeah? Why do you say that? Well, because like the movie's playing in the background. So technically, in theory, your listeners could sync up the movie and watch, listen to your podcast as the movie is going. That's true. We used to do that at the very beginning. I just, yeah. you know, I just, it just never came full circle with me. And um, sometimes, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, when, when it was, we were doing, when I was doing it live in person with people. Yeah. You know, uh, that's when we were kind of doing the countdown because the person was right there with me when it was the Zoom and then I'm doing, my video and you're doing your video and then the person's doing their video it got too much and i just kind of bagged it well i'm not saying like 
we're a good commentary track podcast. I'm just saying <laughs> you could, in theory, listener, like yeah. sync up your movie. Uh, and when you hear us be like, oh, we're starting. That's when you should start. Then you could be like, yeah, yeah. Now I want to go back and listen to your Whitney Chitwood episode uh, for Alien and see how that goes. That That's pretty on point, actually. So Jesse May Pelusa, Whitney Chitwood, um, and there's a couple others that were really on point with the movies, especially the yeah. movie makers. Uh, those cats, they're usually. Oh, that reminds me. I got a movie maker I should send your way because he made we uh, it should be coming out the weekend of this recording. But uh, I got this guy. Oh, Zach, I'm so sorry. I'm just going to say Zach L because I can't pronounce his last name because that was the whole joke of our episode. But he's this like new film director and he made an actual good Bigfoot movie. Really? Like it's a like Jason, I'm gonna send it to your you your way. Like I it would be great for your show, but I feel like you have to watch it so we're not distracted because like the whole time we're like, this is really good. Like we nice. had to convince him that we weren't just like blowing air up his ass. Uh, okay. Because he he directed the thing. Because we're like, no, where it came from, Monster Movie, we're going to be brutally honest with everything. But it's called uh, 15 Things You Didn't Know About Bigfoot and Number One Will Surprise You. Um, I think I've seen that online or, or mentions of it online. Probably from me, but it's really, it's it's on point. It's like a, it's super, it's like a Vice documentary about Bigfoot hunters. And it's really on point. And Zach put a lot, like, for his first film, he's got a good career in cinema, in my opinion. I wow. think, uh, like, I think you would love it. I think most people would love it. It's my, like I tell people, like, that's the movie you should be watching if you don't know what to watch. Sweet, so, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's, I was, it's um, really good. Oh, for um, and for our next thing that we want to do for a movie, um, yes. the Harry Artist out of uh, the Netherlands, the Hollands, the Denmarks. He wants to join us. Oh, good. Yeah. Wait, is that going to be our Ratatouille episode? No, we don't have to do Ratatouille. We'll figure something else out. I'll figure out what we should do. That's, I think, a good... I've seen... I've, I've got a couple ideas, but I, I don't know if you've done them or not. So I know you've done Monkey Shines. Yes, we did but, do Monkey Shines with the weird did, sex scene. Yeah, that's the best. Just tries to... Guys, he almost got murdered twice. Yeah. But he was. Um, but there's um, there's a couple from the '80s that I think would be. Uh, there are a couple monster movies from the '80s. Oh boy, just a couple, a couple that I think would were, be really fun. The the '80s was such a low, like slow time for the monster movie. It wasn't like they were pumping out one every week. <laughs> uh with very to compete like it's definitely not like when the italians suddenly were filming everything for american cinema and you're just like please stop please this the please. spaghetti westerns there's like hey have you guys tried this I'm like you can stop anytime anytime you'd like it's like uh i always make the joke uh you know it's an italian uh a, an italian is directing this american made monster movie when it's a bunch of italians and they're the americans of the group and you're just like who who are you fooling? You're like, what are you None of doing? you are like this is Colorado. Why are you in Colorado? This is not West Palm. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Jersey. Come on, folks. Get it together. 
but yeah, we're, uh, you're actually, I'm, I'm actually excited to play this with you, bud. Cause this is my all time favorite giant monster. And I really just did not want to do a Godzilla film because well, I am so done with the Godzilla fandom. Well, let's do so, this really quick. Let's do this really quick. Um, for the socials, tell everyone how they can find you. Where's the best place to engage with you? Because it's not on Twitter. Trying to oh, tag yeah. you. Oh, yeah. I got to send you. Oh, man. I totally forgot. No. So I, I am kind of, I did get reincarnated on Twitter. Oh, um, so if you, everything is, it came from ICFAM podcast, like always. We have our T public page. We have all the thing we got to do. Um, links will but, be in the show notes, folks. Links will be in the show notes as always that's not you um but i got so i got fed up with uh twitter big time because i hate nerds there i just started following you with my new account Ooh, which you. is it's just at henry uh henry underscore winston 42 Henry the host. There's a cute picture of Agumon from the Digimon series as my profile pic. But um, no, I just got really, really fucking done with the uh, Godzilla community. And I'm still really done with it because um, on Netflix, there's this really great new uh, Godzilla anime that I highly recommend for most people, which is called Godzilla Singular Point. And it's just the constant reminder of how like nerds will never be happy with the media that they are given. Mm -hmm. And they all, and I just think it's a lot of people who are mad because this show makes them feel stupid. <laughs> Cause it's, it, well, because it's written by like one of Japan's most like prolific hard science fiction writers. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I realized they were going into heavy physics, I was like, oh no, this is, they're going into like, have you ever heard of the concept that like time, like time is such a bullshit human concept. Uh, Cause when you really think about it, it does drive you crazy. Uh, Cause technically in theory, like time is, we don't know if time really happens. But we also agree that like time is happening all at the same time. Yeah, and there's also because of the way we've tried to figure out a calculation for time that we're continually adjusting our clocks because we're off by like a minute every year. And then right. because of that, you know, there's we forced we took a a concept and tried to force it into a math equation. And, and when you do that math equation, you want to kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, you know, it's, it is, um, it, it's interesting what, you know, as, and then we've got, let's, then we'll hit the movie. You got to tell me about the movie, but I want to, I want to, I want to run this past you real quick. Cause I love this thing. It's interesting that um, we, as we evolve and grow, right. We evolve and grow right. and change and everything, but the one thing we won't change is we, we know it's wrong. We've evolved and we've grown is time. Mm -hmm. like we haven't changed our concept of it or our calculation of it or inside of it. And instead like scientists are just like, yeah, we know it's broken. Yeah. We know it doesn't work. And then they just go with it. Like, yeah, but that's okay. And I was like, what the fuck? Like you, all you smart people agree that the way we're doing it is wrong and that you don't want to fix it. And they're like, that too tough. I'm like, come on, man. Cause like, I guess to maybe 
dumb it down for everybody. A good way to explain the bullshit of time is through texting. Because like earlier tonight, I mess I messaged Jason being like, hey, I'm ready whenever you are. Yep. But Jason didn't get that. I wrote that in Jason's past, but it was my present. And he responded to, to it in my future. Which would had, had already become his past. Yes. You know, the future and the past yeah. and the present is all happening at the same time. And uh, today, what is time? today is yesterday's tomorrow, but tomorrow never comes. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Because, you know, yeah, guys, every time you're texting, you're technically showcasing how broken the gimmick of time is in our universe. <laughs> because so it's just because you are literally message you are getting messages from somebody's past and yeah. then you send them into their future and i know that doesn't sound right but when you really think about it it is and yeah. that's why i'm drinking a fosters that's why i'm 100 milligrams deep on edibles yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great i'm so excited to tell you about some of the plot points of this film Yes, because I've got ideas already. So tell people about the film. Tell people what so, we're watching. So we are watching what some call the other big G of Japan. Uh, I consider him to be the best giant monster ever created because it's wonderful. We are watching the 1995 film directed by... Uh, Shusne Kaneko. I said his first name wrong, but I'd said his last name on point. And I've actually met him. I have really? I met him. He's a very nice well, he's an eccentric man. And uh, I am gonna be doing a really heavy duty episode very soon, my podcast about his entry in the Godzilla film. But what got him into the world of giant monsters was creating what some consider the best giant monster trilogy ever made. Uh, we're watching the first film, which is Gamera, Guardian of the Universe in 1995. So it's a good time. Nice. Good now, things. so this movie, how is, what's the inception? Do we get, does it go into the inception of the monster or are we already kind of supposed to know where this monster came from? Yes, this film, uh, does explain, uh, the monster's origins, um, Gamera has a really cool backstory in this universe. Gamera first appeared... Gamera has been competing against Godzilla films since a long time, um, which is super cool. And it's really exciting because all the Gamera movies are now on Amazon Prime, which is how we're watching it. Um, and what's really cool is the cover art, Jason, is done by my buddy Matt Frank. Oh, really? Uh, he actually was hired by Arrow Video, which made these... Uh, adaptations, this, these current releases, uh, and he made the entire box set, which I got from a good friend named Alex, uh, who does the Monsters for Cement's podcast. And yeah, no, the Gamera films, they, they are very different from Godzilla films. Because while Gamera did start off with like Atomic Age, Hootenanny, mm -hmm. uh, it eventually became weird. Weird how? <laughs> so if you don't know who Gamera is, Gamera is a giant 
bipedal turtle with tusks that was built by Atlantis. And I said that correctly. He was built. He was created by the created. forgotten city of Atlantis or the Pacific variant of Mu and uh, fights giant monsters that threaten the planet by being able to breathe fire. And my personal favorite ability, he is able to tuck all his limbs into his shell and then pinwheel with jets. He's a giant flying fire-breathing turtle. It's great. He's also the friend of all children. I mean... Because he, in the old films, he, he protects kids this, who get into spaceships and fight monsters. This movie must drive herpetologists fucking crazy. They Actually, just most people their goddamn hair out. <laughs> most people who love turtles love Gamera. Really? There is actually there is actually a whole genus of prehistoric turtle from the Mesozoic named after Gamera. What? So, oh yeah, Gamera's badass. All right. Like, no one can. No one can really. You don't. You meet Godzilla fans who are jerks, but you've mm -hmm. never. You will never meet a Gamera fan who's a jerk. Like me. <laughs> like me. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, hit play. Let's start this. Let's get this party started because, um, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Yeah, it's a uh, kick-ass turtle. And by the way, folks, for whatever it's worth, you you hit play right, and then I'm just. How does this work, really quick, for people who don't know? Because I didn't know. So Amazon's got this thing where you can. Oh, the watch parties when yeah. all the uh, yeah no uh, so la you know that thing that happened last year. In the year of our Lord, 2020. Um, Remember that thing, like where the French happened? The what? French stopped making croissants. Yes, it was yes, when the French yes. stopped making croissants, and, and uh, the whole world was affected by it. People and got so, pissed. So all the streaming sites were like, "Fuck it, nobody's going outside to get their morning croissants because France made an embargo." Yeah. Um, so all the streaming companies developed the watch party system okay which is pretty much like if you're like both uh jason and i subscribe to amazon prime because we're corporate shills mm -hmm. jeff bezos uh, go ahead and sponsor us i mean yes it's one of those things where it's like amazon's a terrible company but we buy their products because I don't want to get off my ass. Do you want to get off your ass? I mean, there's very few places where you can get four or five gallons of Astroglide delivered in less than 24 hours. He's going to space. He's going to space. <laughs> but um, like Netflix does this too, where pretty much you're able to uh, play a movie together and watch it. It's kind of like how for my podcast, we do Tutoroo yeah. um, to watch movies together. But now most streaming sites do do this i will say like with prime which is annoying is like this is a prime film so we can watch it together no problem but if i had a film that wasn't a prime film and was like a rental or something jason would also have to rent it so like you can't have one person rent it and play it it's not because so. like because you well, they're like hey guess what you can't have people over at your house and this is how we know if you have someone over at your house you little fucker yeah <laughs> no then they're like no 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 we'll let you watch things for free but if you're gonna pay it they're gonna have to pay for it too and i'm just like that's that's silly just take the that's money. weird netflix does it hulu does it 
Um, most, most streaming services I think now do it. And I sit here being like, yeah, it's a good idea because like, if you have friends like me who are international, this is a great way to hang out where you just like, yeah. watch movies together. That's dope. So yeah, I'll press, uh, I'll press play. Yeah. So then you set this up so you control it on your end and here it is. It's playing. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, really like but this. oddly enough, uh, Gamera started off with a company called Dai. But now it's part of Toho. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn that down a bit, um, because Dahi went bankrupt back in the '70s. Uh, so much so that the last Showa era Gamera film is pretty much a glorified clip show, mm -hmm. um, where instead of making like new footage, they just took old footage from um, from all the other shows. From the other it. movies, yeah, and recut it to make it into space. Definitely wasn't influenced by Star Wars, everybody. No, never. First of all, never. How dare you even insinuate that, sir? Okay, actually, oh, question, question for you. Before, okay, yeah, go ahead. Go for it. No, your your question, then my outlandish comment. I'm just wondering, where's our where's our platypus monster movie? It's coming. <laughs> I, I say this because in Apex, my giant monster series, um, there is a monster. Uh, there is a giant monster named Platypus. Maybe someone because saw I, how I teed that up. Yeah, Maybe someone saw that the wizard did a little work back here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not, we'll talk about that in a minute. I just want to bring up the little thing about the uh, about Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, you know how everybody's like inhaling Zack Snyder's dick yeah. right now? God, it's so annoying it's, as fuck. It's really annoying as fuck. Uh, but you hear how Netflix, uh, he's making a new Netflix film called The Rebel Moon. And he stated to everybody that it's like, yeah, it's like my, it's my love letter to Kurosawa and Star Wars films. And I'm just sitting here like, so you're making a Star Wars movie because what what are you talking about those are the same thing seven samurai hidden fortress are the same things as star wars They're, star wars yeah that's the whole fucking thing like you can't go this is dumb this is dumb i'm i'm actually really upset with the whole snyder stuff especially because um you know ezra miller who plays the flash yeah you know he like choked out a woman in iceland what yeah 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 worth the google um and, you know of course gal Gadot is a good actor but at the same time interesting political views on certain top subjects that i think you or i cannot really comment on but everybody ignores it because we want the wonder woman and the flash but i'm also like ezra miller is a queer icon so it's kind of all like deleted because what happened was he met fans in a pub in Iceland and a girl came up to him and like wanted to playfully fight the flash. Mm -hmm. And he got up and grabbed her by the throat and threw her against a car. Now, Dude, and, what the fuck? No, like there's no commentary on it. Like his representative hasn't said anything. He hasn't said anything. Warner Brothers hasn't said anything. And I just hear being like, everybody's going nuts over the Zack Snyder's Justice League 
blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, Ezra Miller alone should be an issue with that film. Um, the Gal also, Gadot stuff with her time in the, you know, her yeah. commentary on the, on the conflict in the Middle East and her time being a soldier. She taught gymnastics, apparently. It's just here's what I don't get, you know. This this uh, Quentin Tarantino goes on Rogan, and everyone loses their fucking mind because he talks about Bruce Lee, and they try to turn it into this Asian hate thing when he's just he's Quentin Tarantino and he's promoting a movie and a book. So you know, it's there's there's no thought concept around that, and everyone's talking about that. And Zack Snyder, like these are the and some dude fucking choked a girl out. Yes, no one's bringing it up. No, it happened in 2019, I think. See, this is what drives um, me fucking nuts is that, you know, these people get so excited and so aggressive about stuff. And then you're like, okay, well, what about over here? I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm just focused. It's just, it's, you know, I don't know, man. It's, this shit drives me fucking crazy. No, it just, it's, it's absolutely wild. Sorry, no. Uh, it happened in uh, last year when all the croissants were not being sold in April. It's really interesting because, like, if you go on his Wikipedia, there's, like, no mention of, like, the Ezra Miller com commentary. What's awful is, like, the first link you'll find is, like, the Screen Rant article, and everybody hates Screen Rant because why not? Well, Godzilla fans seem to hate Screen Rant because Screen Rant's just like, Godzilla movies are dumb. <laughs> like, screen, no, rant, screen rant seems like they um all the critics there basically just went hmm if we just judge this like a james cameron movie <laughs> or you know another or, person yeah just, just a shithead why are there so many shitheads in hollywood uh because we wouldn't have hollywood if we like it's one of those things too, where you got to remember that most of our favorite Hollywood movies was made by a man who like sexually assaulted women for years on end. Um, Dude, there's so many, and I don't understand. It's like, you know, I mean, from Harvey Weinstein, even into this day, even with all the Me Too stuff, everything going on, women will still get up and talk about how. They really want to work with, um, you know, the guy who created Rosemary's Baby. There's like, oh, we, you know, they, they'll just fly to a different country to work with him. He raped a girl. Yeah. He drugged her and raped a minor. He's yeah. a pedophile. And they'll just it's... sit there and just toss hand jobs to him all day long. Like, oh, I just want to work with him. That guy's so amazing. Woody Harrelson, this, or not Woody Harrelson, Woody Allen, the same way. So you, you fucking people. What's well, wrong it's with like, you? You know, Bill Cosby's now out. Dude. Which blows my mind because some people are like, what a victory. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on. But speaking of what's going on, uh, the boat hit an atoll that is floating in the Pacific. Mm -hmm. And the, this whole village is being murdered. This kid's trying to get out of there in his boat. A little bit of rain, a little bit of rain. Yeah, when, when, Cosby, when Cosby got let out, I was just, I was, I, you know, it's, it's so gross. 
the bird. But yeah, no. Uh, just gross, man. All that's just. Well, it's interesting because like some people are like, oh, does that mean, um, like if I like the Cosby Show, does that mean I have to stop watching the Cosby Show? And it's like you know, it's it's it is like a question of things where you try to like. Is it okay separate. to like? Is it okay to hang out with a funny rapist? Is it okay to what? hang out with a real fun rapist like Bill when he's funny? Yeah, right. You know, I mean. Oh, um, you might like this. So yeah. the daughter in this movie, mm-hmm. she is the daughter. Oh, I always forget his name. I always say it's John uh, Claude Van Damme, but it's not John Claude Van Damme. Um, it is. Um, she is the daughter of the. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. Oh no! What the fuck? Steven Seagal. She's the daughter of Steven Seagal, one of the biggest yeah. assholes in uh, Hollywood. Yeah, that's Steven Skull's daughter. Wow. Yeah. Steven yeah, Skull, yeah, yeah. I, I watched that uh, documentary on, or yeah, documentary on him. Very interesting man. Not very yeah. nice. Also, really handsy with the ladies. Yeah. 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 It's just a really weird. I'm just tired of everybody wanting to be a social justice warrior, and they're now really well, I getting think it's it. Just, yeah, my thing is, listen, if you, you know, I, I heard this great clip, this, you know, this guy was trying to be a social justice where he was going after stuff. And the, uh, the gentleman who was trying to talk to him looked at me and goes, well, have you opened up your home yet? And he goes, what? He goes, well, you say, you know, you want these homeless people to be here, here and here. How big is your house? He goes, I have a three bedroom house. He goes, how many bedrooms are you using? Have you given up a bedroom for these people? Like, what have you done besides complain? Or what have you done besides, you know, telling other people to do things? What have you done? And the guy's like, yeah. no, he goes, I don't want them on my yard or in my house. And he's like, oh, so now we're to it. Now we're in it. You just want to boss other people around. You just want to be in charge. You don't want to, you're not a social justice where you, there's no social justice in it at all. You want to boss people around, you fuck. Yeah. And what's funny is, too, um, I think it's Sweden, because Sweden always knows what to do. Um, <laughs> they solved their homeless problem recently. Um, and I think it's like uh, what they do is the government provides like a small – yeah. Uh, they they The government provides the homeless like a small – apartment mm-hmm. for them to live under and they get like you know uh unemployment check until they find work so they're not living homeless yeah um you know it's well it's, it's gross to say it's okay to camp because you're putting people in danger with the elements with you know there's just there's a lot there's a lot going on there it's it's, it's not safe it's not sanitary it's no. not safe you know, it's also not sanitary, not safe, and it's grossly unkind to um, the way we've treated the mentally ill in this country, the the cutbacks in social services in, in helping people before they get to a point where they're homeless. 
Like there's just so oh, yeah. many things that we've ignored and then they're homeless and we're like, well, fuck, I guess let them sleep anywhere. And it's like, no, that's not the answer either. There's gotta be effort in this. And, there, and it would be a lot better to figure out economically where that, you know, where you're seeing these people at and where, what, you know, what's going on. Did that, is that just a big glob of shit? Right. It's so, it looks so interesting. She's just yes, it is. A, it is a big, it is a big, uh, it's a big bird poop. It turns out, um, Oh, that bird ate a person. That's through yeah, pen. it's her. It's her. Yeah, it's her uh, mentor's pen. Mentor's pen. Huh. Well, you so, know, it's going to happen. That's why yeah. I don't like birds. By the way, birds, shitty pet. If you, have bird, if you have a bird as a pet, let me tell you something right now. It's like having a fish as a pet, right? They're just, they're not good pets. Some birds are good pets for people, but some birds are not. Um, see a majority of birds. And here's the weird also, but you got to remember, dinosaurs are birds. I know. That's well, they're, they're fucking cunts. They're just all they want to do is kill you and bite you. That's all Winnie, they want to do. Here. Come on. Winnie, get Winnie there. is. Winnie has been. Winnie turns one next week. Oh, cute. I was in New York for a month. This is housing for my mom. And now that I'm back, Winnie has had. We have now found out that Winnie has extreme separation anxiety with me now. Aww. So, no, it's not odd because now she's doing, she's stress chewing, but not on furniture or anything, just my stuff, which has oh, been. Winnie. Don't hurt really the furniture. <laughs> yeah, it's like a. She ate one of my Mothras, which was a thing. That was a day. That was a. But see, here's the thing you can relate to Winnie that you're disappointed, right? If, if a bird did that, you can't punish that bird. You can't relate to that bird. It's an African crane. You're like, don't fucking do that again. And it goes, don't fucking okay, do that African again. Oh, I was going to say, like, some birds talk back. Birds they do. African greys. I thought you said I thought you said African cranes. I'm like, who the no. fuck is having a crane for a pet? First of all. I think that's illegal. It should be. All right. It's like having a pelican as a pet. You buy. That's why God won't let me win the lottery. I'd buy people weird shit like that. Like you just get a gift at your door. You're like, oh, what's this? Oh, Jason bought you a giant sand pelican. Why? Did you really buy somebody a pelican? Tried. Wow. <laughs> a giant sand pelican. Not even fucking around. Um, you know how much fun yeah. that is? This is why God won't let me in the lottery. Because I would be doing... I would be having so much. You remember when airplanes had those magazines in the back of the seat and they were the shopping magazines? It was like inflation. I'm shopping. so sad that Sky Mall is done. Thank, I love Sky Mall. And if I had won the lottery, like if I had won that billion dollars, whatever it was, I'd be in Sky Mall all fucking day long, just zooming through shit, just up 30,000 feet in the sky going, someone's getting a 16 foot doll uh, steel Jack Nicholson uh, sculpture for their front yard. Bloop, I'm out. <laughs> like I, man, I'm, I haven't thought. It's so weird that like Sky Mall isn't a thing anymore, too. Yeah. Like when's the last time you've seen a Sky Mall magazine in the seats? And it should be the thing now, especially because malls are dead. Oh, by the way, this movie does not pass the uh, the dog lives uh, statistics. So oh. sorry, dog lovers, but yeah. Uh, so this is. This monster that we're gust. seeing, this. Oh yeah, no, no. Uh, good, good physics. Uh, this this uh, film franchise is actually very influential about 
what I wanted to get out of Apex, um, a giant monster audio drama. But uh, Gauss is our antagonist for this film. The Shadow of Evil, as some people might call it. The Shadow of Evil. That sounds like a really bad wrestler's name. Right. Um, what's really cool is... You're going after uh, the helicopter? Oh, yeah. Gauss is a Gauss is not nice. But also... Um, oh, look at this motherfucker right next to the... <laughs> I like that she's got the flash up. He's like, you know... No, it's great. What you'd like to do is blind the guy. Oh, there, oh, 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 you didn't realize the flash was going to get Gauss, did you? Look at that. Yeah, keep shooting. I mean, it's smart because, you know... Um, some animals are sensitive to light. It's true. Um, where Henry in, in the, in the world of monster movies, you know, we know Japan uh has a special place. What is a country or a region of the world that people wouldn't think of that, that really have some good monster movies? Denmark. Really? Denmark has a film called Reptilicus. Some people are probably already eye-rolling at me because they're like, wasn't that on Mystery Science Theater 2000? And I'm just like, you know what? Denmark gets a lot of props for fucking trying to make a monster movie, a giant monster movie. Uh, it's crazy. It's about how they find like a prehistoric snake and, well, they find like a part of it and then it comes back to life, and it's just this wonderful puppet. It's just a puppet of a snake dragon, and it shoots green shit out of its mouth. No, this is not and true. It's, it's a totally a real puppet? movie. It's, it's an entire puppet. It, Google it. Reptilicus. Actually, it's on Netflix as one of the Mystery Science Theater 2000 films. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, ping uh, at the hairy artist about this. Yeah, no, they're um, you know Denmark's most countries have uh, a giant monster uh, film. I mean, you know, Korea's, which is also on Mr. Science Three Thousand, uh, Yangari. I mean, the original Yangari film was so bad that the only versions of it left alive are the American dubs of it, and so much so that the Korean populace actually have no idea that they have that monster and uh they don't like yangari is now better known for uh being dinosaur chicken nuggets well really so, yeah no it's always fun when i meet like god's mo giant monster nerds and they're like oh korea must have loved yangari and like you must have gotten all this cool yangari stuff it's like i got the chicken nuggets but that's about it because that country uh hates giant monsters because of japan if you want to listen to me rant about asian racism <laughs> again go listen to our king kong versus godzilla episode <laughs> it's true though folks uh, there's a little bit going on over there hey um one of the things i find interesting i want to ask you about was that horrible intersection that you see in other areas where horror and monster movies like they don't make a good monster movie, so they just then try to make it super fucking scary. What? Huh. You know, I'm just, I, I guess, you know, as, as a monster movie fan, do you get into the horror ones at all? Or is it? 
I mean, you you know I do. We did Cabin in the Woods and stuff. Yeah, but I, that wasn't really horror. horror as much as it was campy. That was pretty fun. There are some good horror ones. I think one of my my all-time favorite horror monster movie is actually a lost episode for our show. Um, it's unofficially the first movie to ever get an A-plus on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Netflix film The Ritual. Have Ooh. you seen that one? No. Oh, it's so good. When I was told that it was a monster movie, I was like, no, it's not. Because I thought it was like weird psychological voodoo thriller. Yeah. Uh, it is a monster movie. It is by far one of the best monster movies made of this decade. Uh, past decade. Like maybe one of the best monster movies of all time. It is top notch in its execution. Really? Um, like, oh, Jason, it's so good. Like that is a, that is like my go-to horror movie. Whenever someone's like, "Let's watch a horror film," and if no one has seen the ritual in the room, that's what I play because I can never get tired of that film. It still gives me chills. Wow! Very well done. It's very well done. Um, Party. Trying to think of other. Listen to that. Take note. At the end of this movie, get onto your Netflix and get the ritual. Yeah. Did did you see that movie, uh, Monster Hunter? I did. I played the games. What did you think? (laughs) Chocolate. (laughs) Chocolate. Chocolate. Uh, Monster Hunter is a film we did for the show. It was fun. I, I am happy that I got to see some, well, actually, I only got to see one of my favorite monsters from that franchise on screen, which is Rathalos, but it was cool to see Diablos. I wish they did my boy Devil Joe. That would have been so epic. Um, well, it seemed like they're like, gonna make another one. I hope so. Maybe I don't know. Monster Hunter. It's one of those things where people were mad because, like, they're like, "Oh, Monster Hunter, get like Monster Hunter has a bad movie," and I'm like, "The game has no real plot. The Monster Hunter World has a plot, but I don't know if you've ever played a Monster Hunter game, have you? No. Uh, they're really fun. Uh, pretty much you just go around and. You hunt monsters, and then you turn the parts that you hunt into armor and weapons. It's very fun. Okay, that's really random. It's, I mean, it's just very, it's a very straightforward game. It's you go on a quest, you hunt monsters, you take their skin, you make it armor, you get a cat friend. Uh, in Monster Hunter Rise, the new Switch game that is kind of underwhelming, uh, you get a dog friend too. Gamera's showing up, by the way, because yep. it turns out this Rocky Atoll is Gamera. All praise the turtle. Um, oh, I want you to know, for watching the Japanese version of Sub, they will never call Gamera a turtle. Do you know why? Why? Because turtles don't exist in this film's universe. They are legendary creatures like the unicorn, Bigfoot, and dragons. It's a weird one to throw in there. I mean, I think it, there's a lot of other animals you could throw in there. I well, the giraffe. I just think it's 
Well, I mean, if I told you and you had never seen a giraffe and I was like, hey, it's got spots, its neck is longer than any other part of its body, it's got little tiny horns and it whips its head to fight. You'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, and it's like 22 right. feet tall. You'd be like, get the fuck out yeah. of here. Uh, well, I laugh because like Kaneko was in an interview and one of the press was like, when directing this film, how did you make sure that the characters just didn't go like, oh, it's a big turtle? And he just goes, well, easily turtles don't exist. And it's like one of those things where it's like, uh, sir, do you think turtles don't exist in reality or just in your movie? <laughs> um, but I think that's fun. I think that's a fun idea. Um, all honesty to just like fix that plot hole about why to make this giant turtle like terrifying in a monster movie of this caliber because turtles don't exist and are considered legendary creatures. Uh, I love it. I think that's like a wonderful way of uh, solving a plot hole. And a good way to start a religion. Yeah, no, <laughs> praise be to Gamera. Praise be to Gamera. Could you it's... imagine if somebody was just like, hmm, could start a religion that way, but around unicorns and just, but sell it that way. And, I mean, or Bigfoot, just sell it that way. That's Maybe. Mormonism, though. It, and Scientology. Yeah. But if you just did oh. it around a monster instead of an angel, because what's the fucking difference? I, I you know, and people get mad at me, and yeah, email, uh, talking during <laughs> movies podcast at Gmail. Go ahead. But folks, you get mad at me, but what's the difference between Santa Claus and an angel? No, well, I mean, that's why they technically account for, well, I mean, I'm not going to do the Santa Claus with Tim Allen for the podcast, obviously, <laughs> but like we did Krampus because Krampus is a badass version of Santa. I'm all for Krampus. Yeah. Krampus. They, what that became a, over the last probably five years, that really became an interesting subgenre. Christmas horror right. films. And they've tried. There's that Christmas horror film we did for the show Elves, which I thought was going to be super fun because it was like drunk mall Santa and a teenage girl fight Nazis in Colorado for bringing back a legendary creature, the elf. But then it turned out to be a Christmas film about Nazi eugenics. And it just, it was very not good. <laughs> very very not that's good. that's not good no that's not good. no 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 it it's we we did not give it a grade it's just like me and two friends for an hour talking about why we shouldn't have films like this yeah um, i mean you know it's interesting right so you've got I'm, I'm looking at some horror christmas films right that are just straight up horror films you got anna and the apocalypse which i liked actually that was good folks who haven't seen that we we did that that was fun um that's actually a fun uh movie i really like that film remember that remember that, that, that was it a trilogy or more silent night deadly night remember all those oh yeah those horror films gremlins would you have you done gremlins no i have not done gremlins yet i would like to do gremlins one day you soon. should do gremlins i like gremlins. i think we're doing gremlins this christmas i the can't Lodge. remember the Lodge was a Christmas movie. Black was Christmas. Was it a mock? Huh. Um, yeah. Hmm. 
Christmas. Yeah, movies. there are some fun Christmas movies. I wish, I I really you know wish people don't like, think Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Well, that's dumb because it happens at Christmas. Gizmo <laughs> was a Christmas gift. It is a. We get the best fucking exposition of all time of my dad died as Santa Claus. <laughs> date night. What do you mean? It, who said? Who says it's not a Christmas film? You post it around Christmas and see what happens. People are like, what are you talking about? Like, what the fuck do you mean? What am I talking about? He's a Christmas gift. And I'm like, nah, sorry, not buying it. No, I mean, like, that. that's like, I expect that kind of reaction when I go, oh, Jurassic World's a Christmas movie. And people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, in the beginning of the film, when they're going to the airport, the airport is playing Christmas music. Yeah. Those boys are being sent to Jurassic World as a Christmas present. It yep. is a fucking Christmas movie. Um, go fuck yourself. But, um, oh, maybe that's what we'll do. Hey, so I find this interesting also, and I wanted to bring this up in the movie here really quick. Um, they've got unicorns cut in half. So unicorns exist in this world as the Yeah, Elasmotherium. But turtles don't. Just want to be real clear about this. So I just want to I want to lay this out for everyone, just so we're we're above board. Yes, here. yes, 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 yes. yes. Turtles no. are fictional. Turtles are fictional, legendary creatures. I you love that, them, and I love that he did this. Right? Be, I mean, you got to go in. You go all in. You're like, fuck it. it we feed him unicorns. What? Yes, fuck turtles. They don't exist. But it it really is like one of those things where it's like the most laziest way to fix a plot hole but at the same time it is like the absolute the best. genius thing of a plot hole being like no turtles don't exist so that's why they're like shocked that this thing exists yeah because turtles don't exist uh and i'm just like that's really stupid but at the same time like like the concept of time it's really stupid but at the same time it's really brilliant and thought-provoking um, I also love the special effects. Honestly, like this franchise, the first film is like what's really crazy is the year this came out was the year the final Godzilla film came out. <laughs> Their eyeballs um, moving is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, where and they're Godzilla so fucking like, huge was, and the guy's got binoculars looking at him. No, well, you know, you got to make sure you can still see them. It's dark. So that's why stadium, you use binoculars. Stadium roof not stadium roof is not uh opening up fast enough. Come on, get it, boys. Well, they got to close it. Robert? I I will say like even though that these are all practical effects, they're very well done puppets and suits and stuff. And I think he does a good job of like because they look goofy, but at the same time, like Gauss still behaves like an animal, which mm -hmm. I think is really smart. <clears throat> um, but it's crazy because, like, if you compare this to the Godzilla films that were coming out at the, in the, this day, it's like miles apart. Also, fuck yeah, in my boy. Uh, look at that. Look at that. He's like, dude, this motherfucker is huge i love gamera um gamera doesn't understand how power plants work oh i think he does because that's you know he's just gonna kill things like he i 
this is my favorite monster. How did how did how much influence do you think Gamera has on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, sadly, not as much as I would want. Uh, Gamera also has what I consider <clears throat> one of the best roars of the franchise of like any monster movie ever. I love. I did not love realize Gamera. we were gonna get uh, walrus husks as well. Oh, well, like, you know, it's funny because if you look at my uh, Apex organism, Tyrannus, my flagship monster for Apex, a giant monster audio drama where Tyrannus is supposed to be me, Tyrannus also has those tusks because Gamera is a huge influence on my love for giant monsters. Like, I love Godzilla, but, like, I love this goddamn turtle. The turtles, it's so, it's, the one of the interesting things about the 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 japanese monster movies all of them whether the monster is nice or mean they look mean as shit all of them yeah they don't like nice them up like over here like you know who the good guy is and you know who the bad guy is bad guys got a patch got a cane there's something physically wrong with them and the good guys you know fucking brad pitt yeah well like when i babysit i usually show camera to kids Mm -hmm. um because like a lot of kids actually are terrified of gauss because this is one of those few giant monster movies where you see a giant monster viciously eat people um but like this was the thing that i always showed where it was like always remember when there's a bad monster there's always a good monster who will fight it and gamera is that good monster i I love it because like what's really cool about this series is Gamera is good mm-hmm. more or less, but with the destruction he causes, it's like a double-edged sword. And this French, this series in the nineties really explores that like duality of like, okay, Gamera's here to protect us, but he's also a threat because him showing up in a city does a lot of damage because he is a giant turtle. Um, I it's like how strange. barnacles and shit fell off of his shell when he was getting out of the water. No, it's like it's shaking really, it off. It's really cool. Like it's very there's a lot of depth. And like what's really cool is the next film in this franchise, Attack on Legion, uh Gamera fights these like space bugs that like beat the shit out of him. And then it is it is kind of convinced that the finale of this franchise gamma revenge of iris is by far one of if not the best giant monster movie ever made um and we kind of put that on the test for the podcast recently and it turns out yeah you're gonna have to watch the whole trilogy to fully appreciate that film because if you don't know it and it's your first gamma film it Mm -hmm. is more or less a giant monster version of twilight he looks pissed Oh, he is always pissed. He's fucking tired. Because <clears throat> it's great because um, the, the legendary Godzilla monster movies, the MonsterVerse Godzilla, is how Gamera behaves. Which is why like, some people are like, oh, I love this Godzilla. I'm like, this is just Gamera. Like, they just gave Godzilla Gamera's personality. Fuck off. Like, especially in King of the Monsters when it's like, oh, Godzilla lives in Atlantis. It's like... Fuck off. Gamera did it first. Gamera. Don't do this. Come on, folks. Did you uh did you watch Tomorrow War? 
Not yet. I'm going to be doing it uh, next week for the podcast. I was going to say, yeah, it's a monster movie. Yeah. No, I actually was talking with the uh, artist who designed the White Spikes today. Oh, cool. Because um, I wanted to see if he wanted to come on. Apparently, his English is not very good. His speaking was not very good. Um, so he declined. But uh, after I read his interview, I'm going to ask him some questions that I want to relay on my show. Um, so that'll be a fun listen when it comes out. Also, monster fights. I. You love monster fights. I. I just love this stupid fucking genre. I think it's just really nice. It's awesome. It really, it really is fun because, like, it's a turtle. It's just well, a giant so... turtle that wants to kill these birds. Uh-oh, what's he yelling? You can see, like, his voice does something. Yeah, Gauss, the, the Gauss have really cool attacks. And also, just so to be clear, he... Gauss is a classic Gamera monster. It was the second monster Gamera ever fought in the original series. It's, uh, they shoot laser beams out their mouth. It's technically a sonic beam. Um, it cut through the metal like a laser beam. Yeah, well, you know, sound be wacky, yo. It's cool. It's a cool lead up. And then we got, this is by far one of my favorite cinematic moments ever. Like, fuck your godfather. Godfather never did anything like this. What's he doing? I'm so happy this movie exists. This is such a, I mean, I, it's, it is a very interesting film. Is he going to take off like a jet? I told you, he's a giant fire-breathing flying turtle. I've seen him breathe fire pinwheels. Oh my gosh, it's a UFO. Yeah, no, he pinwheels. This is classic. This is how Gamera gets the place to place. The fuck? He's like a yo-yo. Yeah, he's a pinwheel. He's a giant UFO pinwheel that shoots fire. It's like... Why that looks like a that looks like a fight. dick. No, it does. I always it's, thought it looked like the spaceship in Star Wars, but yeah, as I grew older, I'm like, that a penis. It's a dick. <laughs> hey Gamera, way to carve the balls out for us. Good job with the artwork, buddy. Nice job. I just what I also really like about this film is like later on they do start talking about like how these monsters do affect the world. Um, like they'll they'll talk about like, oh, fish the price of fish has gone up because people can't go fishing because gamma's in the ocean um <laughs> they talk about like the stock market um it's really it's really clever stuff and like again with my own giant monster series that is something that i want to explore as well because like especially as a kid like i grew up on godzilla films but when i started watching this trilogy i was like oh this is them like kind of realistically going into what would happen if a giant monster showed up. Like if you evacuate a city, the stock that like if New York got evacuated, the stock market is down. No. Which would just throw the economy in fucking turmoil. Do you know we've got um, a we've got a redundant stock market in three different areas of the United States in case that happens? Oh, well that's good. I mean the stock market, you know, American economy is just redundant in the first place. Very true. 
So does uh, Merrill Lynch does the same thing. Merrill Lynch oh. has a uh, as a as the same thing. It does a it has mirror offices. Yeah. So in case something happens, you just go to the other office. But yeah, see, she's like, oh, don't you think it's expensive? She's like, well, fucking blame the super turtle. All right. He's I hungry. really think, I think that's super cool. Well, uh, it's very, it's it, it lends to uh, a deeper intelligence of the film. I, I mean, I yeah. 100% give it credit for giving those insights. I mean, that's always been the, you know, in the U.S. or uh, when a uh, when a superhero film does really well, USA Today will always do a write-up, right? And it'll be like, what would this really cost if we, uh, you know, if superheroes had a battle with a with an alien, and they'll do the latest Marvel movie? And they're like, oh, that's a trillion dollars in damage. Yeah. I I when I so in Apex, I do kind of explore this in a way where at first consider that these monsters are bad, but in the same time, they somewhat do create jobs because like you can enlist to help study or fight the monsters or do relief. But then also it's like construction uh, and reconstruction and stuff. Um, you know, the past year of no croissants is definitely um <laughs> given some insight that it's like, oh, wow, uh, I had more faith in humanity working together. And now, apparently, we find out that uh, this whole fucking debacle might have just been an oopsie. An oopsie-poopsie. Like, yeah. I hate the fact that... I hate the fact that there's the possibility that it was in a lab but not in the malice way that people wanted it to be, that it literally was like, oops. Well, we know, I mean, the crazy, here's, here's the crazy thing, right? This happened a year ago, people asked, well, more than a year ago, people started talking about it. They were kicked off Facebook, they were kicked off Twitter. This policing of information and telling people, no, that's not true. When our own government was paying for the gamification and you know, creation of styles of COVID, we are gamifying them. And it's weird, you know, and this is where it's like, you know, and we, it's people lost livelihoods. People were chastised. They were run out of town for saying this over a year ago. And now it's like, yeah, it's looking like that, you know, now, now it's safe to talk about it. Now the powers that be will let us finally bring this up. It drives me fucking crazy. Well, it's also like you got to remember, you know, what's the scariest part of it all is the previous government that the United States had was told, hey, there's a fucking virus out. Be careful. And the president knew this, but he denied it because he didn't want to lose the election. Because having a panic would be bad. It's just, you know, it's a lot of. There's, I mean, there, across the board, there's fuckery, right? Across the board. And, it's, but I just, I just, I'm just disappointed that because it highlights this McCarthyism style attitude that Facebook, Google, Twitter, YouTube have had, Amazon have had on people talking about things differently. Well, I think. No, and I agree with you, but I think the, the bigger issue 
is it wasn't like the thing is these people were saying this kind of shit not because they had the facts because they had no facts and they well, were no harvey weinstein did harvey weinstein had the facts he's a virologist he had the facts um when he uh when he talked about it because he he talked about animal to animal transmission and how this wouldn't link uh genetically and and why that was it's just this whole thing like i can't it's you know it's funny because i've been talking with a lot of my science friends and it's one of those things where it's like kind of crazy it's like um like a really good example about of this is uh with fast nine because remember family is the most powerful thing <laughs> i have not seen it yet i don't know if i want to see it i have never seen a fast and furious film because oh. if it doesn't transform i don't care about those cars um but uh, with Fast Nine, they had that IMAX uh, Godzilla, uh, not Godzilla, uh, Jurassic World Dominion teaser yeah. to show like the opening of the film. Have you heard the controversies of this fucking bullshit? Because I was like, oh, I'll make a new Twitter and I'll just stick with Dinosaur Twitter. And then I'm like, I fucking hate you guys too. You ass. So in Jurassic World Dominion, they released like the opening scene for Dominion, which I think is honestly one of the most clever fucking things Jurassic Park has done in a long time. The opening of the movie starts off in the late Cretaceous period, in the time of the dinosaurs. So you see Ooh. dinosaurs. And what's cool is you see like the T-Rex has feathers, you see all these animals as like kind of as accurate as possible while still retaining Jurassic Park stuff. And uh, it's really clever because, like, pretty much it's the origin story of the mosquito they used to clone the T-Rex. Ah, okay. that's Well, that's really which clever. I, which I think is super clever. But uh, there are some animals in the shot that are not only in the wrong time zone, they're on the wrong continent, um, which is fine. I guess like I sit here being like, I'm so happy. The fact that look at that flying fucker. Just go wonderful, wonderful monster. That go flies. speed racer. But, um, it's like we see the T-Rex covered in feathers mm -hmm. in the clip. Super rad. Are you there? I'm here. I'm listening to you. Did you freeze up? Did I mess up my sound? I am here. You did do a little glitchy thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, glitchy thing. Glitchy thing. Why are my headphones uh -oh, not working? His headphones are no longer working. I was doing a thing. I can still, the I can fuck? hear you. You're oh, good. Right. I'm I can try. hear you good. Uh, no, I'm glad that you can hear me. I just couldn't hear you. And I you didn't know hear. why. But, um... Hold on a second. Let me fix this. <laughs> Folks, while he's fixing this, I would like to take a moment to tell you about something amazing in my life. That's right. Jesus Christ, my white savior. With his blonde okay. hair and his blue eyes and his ability to, to surf. <laughs> I dropped my kid off at a I dropped my kid off at Bible camp and I told him, I said. I said, hey, I looked at her and I said, 
Bye-bye, honey. And remember, there's no white people in the Bible. Have a good one. <laughs> you should just tell her to do the boondock sign where it's like Jesus was black, um, 9-11 was staged, and Ronald Reagan is the devil. <laughs> that um, would be hilarious. I should... It would be great time. They, but, the, the, um, la- the lady just looked at me and she's like, you fucking dick. <laughs> but what I was getting at is in Dominion, so the T-Rex is feathered. There's a Giga Notice that shows up. Uh, Giganotosaurus was the largest predator ever to exist, as far as we know, and it lived in South America and whatnot. But since this is the Lake Cretaceous, like, more reasons why time is bullshit. The Giganotosaurus is farther in time. Like, T-Rex is closer to the creation of the pyramids than T-Rex was to the creation of when Giganotosaurus was alive. So a lot of people who have never studied paleontology and who have never really cared and are 18 and just because they like dinosaurs and saw one documentary doesn't mean that they're a fucking expert. But the paleontological consultant who's this amazing guy... um, Oh, yeah, look at Gouch eating a fucking horse. Cause horse oh, my gosh. Um, but the paleontological consultant for Jurassic World Dominion is Steve uh, Burisat, and he wrote a book called The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs, A New History of a Lost World. One of the best books I think you could – like, I had the audio book. Um, I highly recommend it to everybody. If you want to learn about, like, modern dinosaur stuff, this is the book to get because uh, he does a really good job of doing it. But mm-hmm. he was the consultant. He is now getting death threats on Twitter uh, for allowing Jurassic World Dominion to show such inaccuracies uh, in the beginning of the film. And I'm just like, none of you were saying this about fucking Jack Horner when he was in Jurassic <laughs> Park. And that man's a fucking sexual criminal. Um, gamma breathing fireballs because he's nice. That's well, what turtles just, do. If they only existed, I love that goddamn roar. It is awesome. It's like the most unique monster. Look at it. He shoots. Fuck he, sh- he shoots that fireball. He was built by Atlantis. <laughs> I mean, this dude's awesome. So he's a saltwater turtle to boot. Yeah. And then this Gauss is eating the other dead Gauss. Um, but Gauss are real scavengers. They're real sons of bitches. I, I really appreciate Gauss's tenacity. Um, I just... And like, what's really cool is like the third Gamera film has my favorite look of Gamera. Because um, at this point, he's still kind of goofy looking but it gets really serious really quick Mm -hmm. in in the third one but um because like oh look at him block it look at him block it because he's he protects children he's the friend to all children that's his whole fucking gimmick like i love the fact that camera how bad is his breath it's got the worst breath just horrible breath. I mean, he probably smells terrible because turtles smell like Yeah, this awful. lame shit. And so, you, but he's the friend of children. Oh, he's 
He heard his hand protecting that child. He's going to blast off now. He's going to really fuck yeah, that he's gonna bridge fly but that's the other thing about like even in the old gamma films like that was a thing that made them different from godzilla like godzilla would get hit by something that would just be sparks but gamma has always been like if he got damaged it's bloody as hell like there's one film where like gamma gets impaled and like fucking blood just leaks out of his chest Jeez, uh, yeah gamma's on our side because he's the best but uh it's a it's like really cool um it's just really cool like gamma is just such a better monster like yeah godzilla's got his cultural context and all that jazz but more love for gamma again listeners all the gamma films are on um amazon prime now so go watch them also i don't know if you picked up jason so she's wearing the little like yeah the thing they found on camera shell did you see how her hand is now hurt yes because she's linked with camera yeah. okay. it's cool does that mean she uh she can blow fire on people no but she's like she gets it's, it's it's like um it's like the uh the catholic thing what? where you get the marks on no. the cross because no. you're so tight with it's, Jesus. Yeah. It's mo- see, well, no, let's run. She's yes, so t- Okay. She's but tight with turtle get... Jesus. Yeah. She's be, tight but... with turtle G- Jesus. But she is like, while she gets hurt like turtle Jesus, she's like the anchor to remind camera that humans are not all bad. Just like Jesus. And are worth protecting. Yeah. Just you, like Jesus. All the negative stuff, right? You're only wow. getting the holes in the hand. Right, your head's bleeding. You got the pier. You got the you got the you got the side damage as well. I forget what that's called, where you um where you get the Jesus scars or the or the holes in your hand and all that stuff. It's a, a psychological thing, but the Catholics call it something. Any hoodles. Catholics call a lot of things something. You know, right? They call pedophiles priests. They've got a lot of confusion. Gamera hot on the trail, but yeah. So yeah, you just she gets all the shitty things. And then once again, still has to be reminded. Uh oh, Gamera. Oh, dude, why are they shooting at Gamera? Because they view Gamera as the bigger threat. Because Gauss is a small bird, and Gamera is a giant, flying, fire-breathing turtle who saved a child. Well, they don't know that yet. The oh, government, the military, wasn't there. How come she's not hurt yet? He just fell out of the sky. Does it take well, a minute? She's. She'll be fine. To translate. They'll be like, Gamera, they just don't know. They just don't know. Those, all their military stuff looks American, by the way. Well, Those because are all Japan American doesn't have a, because America, because Japan doesn't have a fucking military. Well, they're not allowed. If they to. did, they, they, yeah, they're not allowed. World they War learned II. their lesson. If they're World. not allowed to have one, because the last time they had one, they bombed Pearl Harbor. So, you know, shame on that. you. Well, Germany gets a military, and look what they did last time. <laughs> I guess they do have a military, don't they? But they don't fucking use it. Well, allegedly, just waiting for one guy to wake up with a bad, bad hair and a creepy mustache. That's what they're, they're one act away from that. Fucking crazy people over there in Europe. Tell you. Oh, 
I'm just making a Twitter post about Turtle Jesus now. <laughs> Turtle Jesus! Oh my god, I actually think one, yeah, no, it's Turtle Jesus. Turtle um, Jesus. Fucking god damn it. Is there a Turtle Jesus? Oh. I'm going to be so We're excited. We're going to make one. There's not one. Let's make one because I would like to do an image search for Turtle Jesus. Uh, Turtle Jesus sandals is an option. Uh, okay. And there's a lot of images, a lot of Turtle Jesus images. Oh my gosh. This is my favorite. Uh, I'm going to be, uh, I'm gonna share this with you, Henry, via text. Folks, I know this is your favorite part of the podcast where uh, we are Googling and looking at stuff that you can't see because this is not a visual podcast. But trust me when I say this is amazing. But I'm I will post my and phone I will... <clears throat> is all the way over there. I'm telling you. I'm this... not getting up. They're fighting Gamera right now. I'm just letting you know right now, this is the shit. I'm going to have to download oh, this one. I love this goddamn turtle. Fun fact. So my monster Tyrannus actually has... Am I muted? No. Huh. Oh, it's because fucking hate Zoom. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, so this is a little fun fact because I actually don't know how legal this is. So, shush, everybody. Uh, I actually made Tyrannus's roar for Apex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, Deepened versions of like a humpback whale and some alligator noises because I love humpback. I love humpback whale sounds and I really wanted to incorporate that in Tyrannus's design. Like I wanted to try and make sure because, you know, dinosaurs didn't really roar, but I wanted to like make a concept sound that would work. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a part of Gam uh, Tyrannus's roar that is a modified deeper version of Gamera's roar, but reversed. Okay. Um, so that way I'm like paying tribute because I fucking love Gamera and I just really, really want. It's a good roar too. Fuck, fuck everyone else's roar. Gamera has the best roar. You love yourself some Gamera. I love this fucking turtle. Like, what's really great is after this trilogy, they made one more Gamera film, Gamera the Brave, which is really good. And I actually would say, like, watch it with your kids because it's a good, it sounds good like movie. A, it sounds like a bad 80s uh, Christian uh, strength show. I think you'd like it because the main character is a boy whose mom just died. And he's going through grief and he adopts what he thinks is like a common baby turtle but then the turtle keeps getting bigger and it turns out that he is raising a baby Gamera um, so like and a lot of kids around you know your child's age love that film because it's like oh cool I can have Gamera as a friend slash pet and he'll fight oh. the bad scary monsters for me it's really good well that's cute that's a cute I like that it's a really, it's a really cute movie, to be honest. Um, Gamera, watch out, brother! Oh, see, she, she can talk to Turtle Jesus. Yeah, she can touch. She can talk to Turtle <clears throat> Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at he's. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh goodness. 
Uh-oh, turtle man. Jesus to man's sacrifice. That's right. Hey, Turtle Jesus, you got to take off, bro. You got to get out uh, of here. Blood of Christ, maybe? I don't know. Wine. Get that. Uh, who does she? Who's she going to have to talk to? Are they trying to shoot at Turtle Jesus still? Man, he's leaving. Yeah. Well, because they still think he's a bad guy, but he's not a bad guy. Like, this is the whole thing, too, where... I like where, like, if you think about it realistically, if monsters did start appearing, you'd kind of want to blow up the shit up out of the bigger one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, like, because Gamera's beating up these gouts easily. So, like, the military would be like, okay, obviously, Gamera's the bigger threat because these birds are getting, like, demolished by this turtle. True. Uh, What will happen when we are out of birds? Yeah, we're next, right? And, and it, with that size and that strength, you don't want to wait around. Well, he's yeah. accidentally destroying cities and just be like, well, hmm. I think he's friendly. Dad, I've accepted Gamera into my heart. That's right. Do you think you have uh, a few minutes to talk about our Lord and Savior Gamera? Do you think uh, dolphins have religion? They probably do because they are fucking fuckers. <laughs> I bet they have a really fucked up religion. Dude, they're so aggressive. They're the frat boys of the sea. They, like, people are like, dolphins are not bad. I'm like, dolphins get high. Yeah, they oh, rape perfect. for they rape for fun. Yeah, they kill sharks for the shits and giggles of it. Do you uh, uh, have you seen that um, that new shark documentary, the super sharks of, of, of the super sharks of uh, Australia? No. So they've been like... finding these extra large, big, great white sharks in South Australia. And they show this video. It's got an eight foot dolphin in its mouth. And the dolphin looks tiny. Good. Fuck that dolphin. <laughs> that great white was fucking huge. You're like, I think it's like 15 feet. And you're like, 15 feet? And they've got tons of them running around down there. It's absolutely fascinating. I just, it's, it is one of those things where, um, it's just weird. It's just a weird time. It's a weird time for everybody. Why do you think in this weird time, because we had a croissant shortage and it looks like now we're going to have a waffle shortage maybe as well. Um, this is the, I mean, now no one's talking about all these alien sightings. No one's talking about the government releasing all this UFO information. No one's talking about all the weird shit. I mean, it's just, they're like, all right, here it is. And everyone's just like, oh, okay. Well, anyways, it's like not a big deal. Like how yeah, did the world get so weird that this is not a big deal? Well, like, remember, so this time last year, when you and I were first, chatting and all that jazz and did our one of our first episodes we i think we did talk about how like during the height of um the plm movement of pancakes live matter Mm -hmm. that okay maybe the breakfast joke is has reached its limit (laughs) um but but during that whole fucking shit show of 
wanting to do the right thing and it just becoming the most polarizing concept because people to this day are still like, oh man, we got to defeat the terrorist groups Antifa. And it's just like, um, that's the most American thing to be because that's what we did when that's why we went to Germany uh, back in the day because um, we're anti-fascist. Um, oh, all the gals are girls and they can um, lay eggs on breed. Yeah. Um, I think we're actually seeing this part where Gauss is just like chewing on some people and Gauss is about to get Big Bird. Oh, Gauss is molting. That's what it is. Which I think is a great sequence because, yeah, I know, molting is not a pretty, pretty sight. No, it's not. Not at all. Did you uh, hear about the teacher in Florida who the student turned her in for having sex with her because he didn't think she was good in bed? Another teacher having sex with a student? It's, there's just a lot of them. But um, that's just the most Florida thing. Oh, yeah, Florida, because you know their infrastructure is so great that <laughs> they knew. But what I was getting at with the alien stuff is like they said that last year where they're like, oh, hey, BT dubs, while well, like half the country is on fire because white people are awful, um, you know, why don't we take some money away from the police instead of giving them all this stuff and make something that like, I hate when people are like, oh, well, you know, our boy George, um, you know, was, had dr like a history of drugs. And it's like, doesn't mean it's okay to be, have a cop recorded for like 10 minutes to show him murdering a man in the street for having like the wrong money um you know all that jazz and the u.s government's just like aliens aliens might be a thing we're going to release a ufo report next year all right thanks everybody for coming out you know see ya, see ya. aren't you going to do something about what's going on in all these cities it will work itself out. We just want to let you guys know that UFOs are real and we're going to be releasing that kind of paperwork to you soon. And then, and then they finally release it. And what does it say? We don't know what the fuck they are. Yeah. Great. Great. I'm glad. Okay. Thank you, America. Thank yeah, they're, you. They're all just like, me. we're terrified. We don't know what it is. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think the, the, the George Floyd thing is interesting because you brought it up. I just want to touch on it really quick. I think it's interesting. Uh, it is a poor argument in, in any way, shape, or form to deny what happened to him in any way because of, because of his past. Um, however, I do agree with a lot of people that go, man, last weekend, you know, 20 kids were murdered. And oh yeah, all the marching, dead children showing up. And people aren't marching well. in the streets for them. And they were innocent children. Well, because they're Why, kids. Yeah, exactly. And so I, th I think that's what the, I, and I don't, I don't think that's a, a, a fresh, I think that's just a frustration of people saying, man, if you're fed up, you're not. Because you don't give a shit what happens to kids. So you're not fed up and you're, and it's not that, George Floyd's murder should be looked upon less. It's that if you're going to get mad, let's get mad about stuff then. 
Well, let's so go like, after um, it. And they're too chicken shit to do it. So I don't know what you do in your alone time on the internet. <laughs> um, but if you're as well-versed as I am, you might have heard about the fact that um, a adult entertainer known as Dakota Sky committed suicide um, recently. And it was due to uh, the effect, the negative response people had to what I consider not the best political statement, but it made it like kind of makes sense. Um, so this adult entertainer, Dakota Sky, she took a picture of her topless, a flashing boob, in front of like the George Floyd Memorial in California, mm -hmm. like that mural, um, and posted it on Twitter to kind of prove a point saying like, I can do this because I'm a white woman, but I'm not going to get arrested or have any police issues. Meanwhile, George Floyd had like the, you know, I sit here being like, I just always think about this situation that happened in uh, when I was working at Chipotle when a woman freaked the fuck out. Cause I don't know if you guys know this, but Chipotle actually does a really good job of like checking to see if um, the cash that we're given is real or not. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a whole way to spot counterfeits. I wasn't taught this, but you know, because at the end of the day, when we're counting up the money through, through the electric processor, it will like kick out the, uh, the counterfeit money. So, you know, we try and make sure we don't put counterfeit money in the register in the first place to avoid that issue. Cause then mm -hmm. it messes up with the books and stuff. And this white middle-aged woman freaked the fuck out because it turned out one of the bills she had was counterfeit and she didn't know. Um, and she was like, Oh, don't accuse me. And this is before all this fucking went down. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was like, Oh, don't accuse me of being like a criminal. And like, it's not, that's not what it is. Like people put counterfeit money into the market before yeah. the shits and giggles of it. So I sit here being like, we don't know if George had that counterfeit on purpose or not. Nobody knows. It sounds like, you know, money is money at the time. It's not his, like, we don't know that. I don't think that's ever been really properly explored either. Um, to my knowledge. But, like, it's just dumb. It's just absolutely dumb. And, like, you know, poor Dakota, she does this statement. Again, I don't agree with it, but I understand the concept because she's a white, young, attractive woman who is in the adult entertainment business, goes onto Twitter, takes a topless picture in front of the George Floyd mural, and, you know, legally she gets no issues on it. But just all these people were sending her horrible messages of like, why don't you go fucking die, you goddamn bitch? Jeez. And she did. Because like she it turned out she wasn't mentally well. She was really struggling. Um, her partner, I think, found her in her home, just overdosed. Um, because like it was emotionally traumatizing just getting all this hate on social media. And like Good her Lord. 
And it's like, it's one of those things where I sit here being like, it, it blows my mind because again, I'm not saying go in front of George Floyd and show your tits, but I understand the concept. But at the same time, it, in the end of the day, it was showing a statement that like, she did this on public media, got no legal repercussions for it. But George Floyd, we have nine minutes of George Floyd getting choked out by an asshole. So what's the, like, I just, uh, people fucking suck. Well, I mean, one, we, you know, people found out that that officer and, and he uh, had a relationship, a past relationship. So there's stuff to do with that. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot of complexity to it. Right. And, yeah. and, and in all of that complexity, I think the, the harder part once again is it's like, all right, we don't, you know, the, you can't choose who um, gets injustices and the guy's not going to have a perfect record. That doesn't mean any harm should have come to him in any way. However, once again, I'll always ask the question. It's like, if you're mad about death, if you're mad about the uh, uh, nonsense violence, whether it's from police officers or anybody else, where are you as kids are um, being murdered and shopped around all over? Because there's no yeah. one walking the streets for that, right? There's just not. Um, and, and that's where, you know, that's where it drives me nuts because it's like, you're, you're not that fed up. I believe, I believe some people are, I believe a lot of people are just co-signing. They're just running in. They're just trying to be cool. They're just trying to be part of something because it looks good. It's the social justice where it's like, this is the new thing. Fantastic. I love this shot, by the way, sorry to interrupt, but I love the, the shot of Gauss just nesting on top of Tokyo tower, the half of Tokyo Um, tower. Yeah, never been one the one one landmarks I never got to see because my fucking class was like, let's go shop for bathing apes instead of going to fucking Tokyo Tower. Anyway, um, that's the whole thing. But yeah, <laughs> no, it's just it is really crazy. Like it is, it's just it's crazy and frustrating. And you know, it's at some point, right? The engine's been running pretty hot, right? So at some point, we've got to lay off the gas. We also have to recalibrate. And I firmly believe, you know, as a society and as a group, man, we gotta, we've gotta look at one, what we're absorbing into ourselves, right? And and two, where, where we're, um, why we're allowing ourselves to be more and more separated through media versus trying to come together through interaction. But it's just like, and there's your stock exchange. Mm-hmm whatnot but it's it's like it's so nuts because especially like in the queer community in the lgbtq alphabet group like the amount of borderline like hatred some people have for others is insane because like you know i identify as someone who's just like, I'll do whatever with anything with a pulse and a zip code, um, you know, with all my stuff. But it's like, you sometimes feel like you have to prove yourself to others that you like this stuff. But it's like, but this isn't the main focus of me. And then I feel like there are people who just like play the victim card and all they do is be the victim. 
And whenever you, and I've talked about this many times before on here, but like if you disagree with somebody on an opinion, instead of being like, oh, they disagree with my opinion. Instead, it's like a personal attack. Yeah. And it drives me nuts that like, it, you know, I, I was talking with a good friend of mine today and I sent her, I sent them a meme that I thought was really funny where it was just like, you know, us talking shit about uh, tender queers, which is a term I absolutely love these days, uh, but tender queers, but still using their correct pronouns. It's like, I can still talk shit about this person, but at least I'm going to call them by what they prefer to be because I'm going to talk shit. And it, you know, it goes back to the Ezra Miller thing where Ezra Miller's like announced that he's this like pansexual polyamorous queer person. But I'm like, he's still an asshole because he choked a woman. Yeah. And no one's fucking saying anything because, oh no, we don't want our queer icon. And it's like, okay, but all you're doing now is just fueling more people on the other side of the spectrum thinking that these things are bad. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I just, I never understand how I feel like sometimes you have to compete with people to prove that you understand or whatever, or my personal favorite, just sheer and utter ignorance because Kaneko's film hit Kaneko because of this trilogy made a Godzilla film later on called GMK. And I'm planning to do that for my Godzilla Remembrance Day episode because the movie is about God's like some fans are like, I don't like how evil Godzilla is in that film. And then you have to remember in that film, they explain that Godzilla is not just the atomic bomb, but the living embodiment of all the people, the Japanese army fucking killed during the Pacific conflict. And that's why Godzilla always attacks Japan. Because it's like rep and pants for what happened in World War II, which is a deep, deep thing. Fucking deep. Yeah. But the sa- at the same time, there's all these people who are like, oh, man, Kaneko did such a good job of acknowledging Japan's war crimes. And it's like Japan still hasn't really acknowledged their war crimes. Um, and a lot of people think it's like one of the best thought-provoking Godzilla films ever. And I'm sitting here like, okay, I actually lived in another country that was op- oppressed by Japan. Um, I'm just going to uh, have my friends who are from those countries that were affected to watch this Godzilla film with me and see what they think. Because, uh, yeah, it's just... It's a weird time. People just... I feel like people just it's something that you and I have talked about since my first time appearing on this mm-hmm. show where people just don't sit down and talk and learn from another person's opinion. So yeah, also we, gamers we've got, here. We've got we've 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 broken a system here where it's no longer listening and trying to understand. It's waiting to speak so that I can get you on my side and change your mind. Yeah. Ooh, I learned a really cool uh, phrase that in English, it's a German expression. And I think it's a really interesting thing. And I wonder what, how you think of it. Um, If I see one Nazi at a table with 10 other people, what I actually see is 11 Nazis. 
How do you feel about that? I think it's a very oversimplistic statement because it doesn't give an opportunity for context. It doesn't give an opportunity for um, why or yeah, how you, blow up those eggs. Why or how you would be at that table and what happened to get at that table. So well, a lot, right? Because if you, because the thing is, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I think about it this way, right? The, the, the reality I see it is, is that we've kind of neutered the word Nazi, right? Cause, because well, we have neutered the word Nazi. You know I mean? People are calling, you know, uh, you, they just, they've, they've destroyed the word Nazi and they've neutered it. So, you know, that, that a statement like that, once again, kind of neuters the word Nazi because there's no context around those other 10 people and why they're there. Were they there to confront the Nazi? Were, well, were was it a dinner celebrating Nazis? Was it um, foreseen? Okay, I understand your, con your, your view on the context, um, which is good. I didn't think about it like that. But it is like the idea, I guess like how I viewed it when I first heard that expression, it's kind of like when, you know, especially with me recently, I've learned, it's like I had uh, a friend who was very kind of anti-queer in a sense. He, uh, we spent a New Year's together and I wanted to go to um, uh, a gay bar pretty much. And he just was mad that I wanted to go to this bar um, because he was like, oh, I've always had a terrible time and blah, 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 all these people. And I was like, man, you're kind of a bigot. Um, but then it was like whenever I would like, you know, always stand up being like, man, I can't stand people who just like get so uppity about like race or gender or sexuality and blah, blah, blah. And then someone was like, well, you defend this person all the time for being that. And I'm like, I guess I do. Um, and it just kind of like made me think, and it's always something that I, you know, believe in even the way with I eat. It's like, do you, do you surround yourself or do things that match with your beliefs? Like Jason, you're one of my best friends because you match with my beliefs that not all people who grew up in Montana are sheep fuckers. <laughs> uh, and sometimes they might be intelligent. Might be. We're still out there. But, um, you know, so I guess like why I like that Nazi context is I like what you brought up 100%. I think that's very smart, but at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like people defend toxic people, but then it's like, okay, but you don't like those people. So why are you doing this? Why are we here? So, yeah, I, I think it's interesting, right? Because, um, you know, I was, I was talking to a buddy of mine and he always, he always asked me, he'll be like, dude, why are we friends? Because politically or, or socially, we just see the world differently. And I go, because I don't like an echo chamber. I don't want to be around people that think the exact same way I do. That's so boring and dumb to me. 
like I want to be able to, I want to be around people that are going to challenge my own beliefs that are going to make me see the world differently so I can understand things better. And so that I'm generally just more informed. Like that's all I want because I, I want to be better informed. Oh, look at this. He's got a little claw. Oh, son, you didn't see that. Did you, you didn't, he's got elbow spikes. You know what he is? He's not just turtle Jesus. And I'm surprised. And in fact, I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed that the Swiss Army Knife Company did not sponsor this movie trilogy series, as this is the Swiss Army Knife of manufactured monsters. Yes. This is the Swiss uh, Army Knife. And it and it, and the and the accoutrement, the 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 frosting on top of the cake, the winner winner chicken dinner is the fact that he comes out with a blade. I'm just disappointed it's not more samurai like. Oh, Would that have been two on the nose? Maybe. Oops. I just <laughs> it's just super cool. But yeah, well, no, and I'm with you about the echo chamber stuff, but at the same time, it's like, would you be friends with somebody who's like, you know what? The Nazis might be on to something. Do you know there was a gentleman? Uh, I forget the book's name. He, uh, all he was a black man who befriended and hung out with uh, with KKK members. And yeah, he's got a we, room, right where he's got the hoods hanging up of all the guys he's converted by being their friend, by listening to them, by talking with them. Right, and I I understand that, but like you know, there are people who don't listen. Oh yeah, like no matter what. <laughs> Like, you know, it was, it was a tough thing for me because it felt like I was going through a relationship breakup when I eventually had to, like, tell my friend. I was like, well, my ex-friend being like, hey, you know what? You're kind of a shitty person. Yeah. Your beliefs are not great. Like, when I lost my teaching job, he kind of, like, celebrated because he's like, now you can get a real job. Ew, and I was no. like... What? what? No. Uh, it's one of those things where at first you're like, oh, yeah, because like, you know, boy friends be boy friends. Like, you know, guy guy time. You know, putting, you know, you're a sheep fucker. I say yeah. that with all my love. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if I said, you know, if I said something absolutely outrageous about the Irish, mm-hmm. you know, completely unjustified and you realize like oh this is not a joke yeah gauss caught off his own leg just to get out of gamma's mouth it's awesome um that girl's didn't lose a hand i'm gonna be pissed (laughs) no she she's not connected to gauss oh not gauss sorry gamma's fine gamma's fine Uh, but uh it's gas prices are gonna go up yeah, no, gas prices have been <laughs> up. Um, but it's like no, I, I understand. Things. I understand what you're saying there. I mean, and, and yeah. I do agree with you, right? You're not gonna, you know, you want to have diversity, but you also want to have a, a commonality base, right? Like right. mutual respect and understanding, and you, you, you've, you've got to have that. You've got to have that base around people, and then past it, it really is diversity. I mean, I was talking to um, a person and some things came up that were, I was like, man, this is controversial to me. And his response was, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's already been happening anyways, who cares? And I just, I looked at, you know, 
people with me and I was like, I'll see you guys later. Because it was just so overwhelmingly over the top. And I, I'm sorry, I'm being vague, but you know, I just don't want to throw this person over the bus. It's just more of just. This effect is fucking amazing, by the way. Sorry to interrupt. That. No, no, please. They're shooting fire. No, no, no. Gamera oh. eats fire. Gamera eats fire. Yes. Is it what doesn't Gamera do? Uh, nothing. Because he's something. Per- he's a perfect, perfect, perfect. Shoots fire, eats fire. Um, has an awesome roar. Turns into a rocket ship. Has a protective shell. Connects with human beings. Is the savior of children. I mean, oh, I think the thing I like about Gamera is like Gamera can get beat up so much. Like, you know, humans have shot at him in this movie. Gauss has blasted his arm, all that jazz, and he's still fighting to save people. Yeah. I think that's cool. So they both shot at the same time, but somehow the laser missed. Oh, shit, son. These go yeah, that up. head's gone. Head's gone. One fireball. You got to go eat up some of that fire, bro. Bro, you got to get I, you that know, fire. I guess like what you and I are both trying to say to just tie into the Turtle Jesus movie uh-huh. is like, you know, you can. Oh, and I love that. That like technically Gauss was still shooting its beam, even though it didn't have a head anymore. I think that's cool. That's pretty cool. But um. But it's like, you can, like, you can see the good in everybody. Like, you know, you can see the good in a lot of people. But sure. at a certain point, you know, you have to sit there and be like, do I want to surround myself with someone like this? Like, people who are incredibly negative or always talking shit about someone and not in the fun way of just like, saying shit to say shit um or just like you know always somehow trying to be something Mm -hmm. and i just think like sometimes people feel like they're trapped yeah gamma fucking heals her because he's the goddamn best turtle turtle jesus yeah no he's just the best like like i told you Fuck Godzilla films. Camera's where it's at, man. And great, great special effects. I'm not, I'm not being yeah. facetious, folks. Really, really strong special effects. For 1995, hell yeah. Um, you know, the next films are also really good. Like, it's just... And, like, he's still so hot that steam's coming off him. I mean, this really um, was well thought out. Yeah. Now, uh, we, we've... Done quite a few of these. I've done quite a few of these, Henry, and, and some of these are not as well thought out. No. It's why this, this trilogy is, is got legit depth to it. Yeah. It really does. I'm I'm actually pretty blown away by that. That but, was fantastic. Yeah, I 10 out of 10 recommend the rest of the trilogy. Um but, you know, like what we've just learned with Gamera, it's like you can protect people and you can do the right thing against all odds i guess but at the same time like you gotta always stand like even if you get knocked down you always should stand up for your beliefs 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. One hundred. And like some, sometimes I mean I haven't eaten meat since two thousand eighteen because like, the Amazon's on fire. Everything's on fire. You know, as much as I approve of like local stuff, it's just like, you know, the over reliance. At, you know, I had a student once ask me, Henry teacher, why do you not eat meat? And I'm like, well, because I feel like, you know, the industry as a whole is not good for the planet. And I'm a hippie and I want to do what's best for the planet. So I'm just not going to do that. And he was like, well, I know like organic meats and stuff are good. And I'm like, okay, I want you to think of a Walmart. It's like, okay, do you honestly believe all the meat you see at Walmart is bought by the end of the week by people. Yeah. Like if I knew all the meat was being used, I wouldn't mind, but it's at the same time where it's just like, it is unsustainable kind of usage. Yeah, there's, you know, we've got a, we've got a problem and the problem is, uh, it's a global problem. I think, I think that the harder part is, is that, you know, especially as Americans, we have this leadership role, but what we think we do, but I mean, and we, and we take a lot in the media on the fact that we're destroying this planet when it's a planet of everyone. Right. And yeah. it's not just our factory farms, it's everyone's factory farms. And, and I'm, not, I'm bringing this up to be like, folks, this isn't a regional or a national, this is a global problem. You know, and in this global problem, whether it's meat or climate change, which are, which oddly enough are very intertwined, or population or anything else, you know, um, what I think we, we got to understand is that we're going to have to decide what sacrifices we want to make because we're going to have to make them. We are because we're not being I, responsible. Like and, I always, yeah, a hundred percent not being responsible. I mean, look what's going on in the Gulf right now. Yeah. That's terrifying. That oil leak that exploded underwater and the environmentalists are like, I don't, I don't know what um, that does. <laughs> Because they're like, how can you have an oil spill with no oil? And it's like, uh, yeah, and they're using water to put out a fire with that's because the water, yeah, because the fire exploded it all. But that's not necessarily like the good thing. Yeah, um, that's kind of scary <laughs> that they still had like this explosion happened underwater the under the sea was on fire and they still had to extinguish it like it's it's absolutely bizarre and it's like crazy because i don't know jason if you notice that they reveal the reason why gauss started showing up is because of climate change um because the environment is now perfect for gauss to grow ah. so it's just yeah so it's just like you know, I hate the fact that it's like, okay, these giant monsters continue to movies continue to showcase that there's a problem. But at the same time, there's I don't a problem. know, man. There's, there's a lot a problem. of problems, you know, and the and the bigger problem is is that there's a lot of fucking problems and people are getting exhausted by the problems. They're getting exhausted by the problems, they're getting exhausted by the fear mongering. There was a study done 
just about the, you know, the lack of croissants over the last year. And they said American media, 90% of it was negative, where the same media coverage in Australia and England and uh, Asia Pac in general, 30% was negative. You know, the, the, yeah. the fear, it just, it's, it, it, it breeds exhaustion and it breaks you down and it not only physically and mentally just destroys you, but then you're at the, you're, you're running at this high adrenaline and you don't, you know, and, and it's like nothing to focus on because it's just constant fear porn thrown in your face all the time. And we can't even realize the fact that now we're not only not taking care of the earth, we're not even taking care of ourselves. We're not doing any of that. You know, we got, we got, we'd rather see a driver from Amazon drive around and, and shit in a bag because he's not allowed a bathroom break and to make sure we get that fucking pretzel here tomorrow and, and, and just be like, oh, thank God there's still delivery because God knows what's going to happen if I touch this box or breathe this da, 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 and, then, and this could happen and there's a fire and, da, da, da. and everything's just constantly coming at us and we're harming it's ourselves like we're harming the earth. And yeah. And it's like one of those things too, just to interject. It's like to kind of explain, maybe to dumb down the mentality a bit, you know, Pluto's not a planet, right? And I know this seems like a jump, everybody, but scientists who study planets, who have a degree in, you know, uh, astrosciences mm -hmm. realize, oh, Pluto does not fit our definition of a planet. We have updated the science. Pluto is not a planet. Yep. Instead of everybody being like, oh, cool, new science fact, everybody's mad. The non-scientists are mad yeah. because the thing they learned is now outdated. And how dare they change things? How dare they change the science? Um, but they're not scientists. Yeah. I hate the fact that I have to prove tell people like dinosaurs had feathers like well dress part dress apart's not a scientific paper it's like there's it's, it's wild yeah yeah no it's just it's it's fucking crazy man but that said folks if you unplug a little bit if you don't absorb into the fear porn if you start to take care of yourself it makes taking care of the environment and the people and everything around us so much easier it just does so take a moment, take a breath, relax, breathe it in, surround yourself with positive people that are going to challenge you to grow and be better. Surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you to read or learn about cultures or ideals or different foods or wines. Pick up a book. Dinners. Pick up a book. Do that. Engage or engage with yourself. Learn how to be by yourself and be comfortable. And always remember... When you watch a documentary on Netflix, nine times out of 10, well, 9.5 out of 10, that documentary there is not for an educational benefit. It is there for the clicks because you got to remember Tiger King is technically a documentary series. It's a good documentary too. It's very factual. Fuck off. And I think it's amazing. Tell you what. Hughes. I, I step, I step my shoes every morning before I leave the house. So many, you know, there's more tigers in captivity in Texas than there are in the wild. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's the world is sad. 
Do you know how uh, terrifying that is? Like at any given moment, there could be a tiger in my backyard, a fucking yeah. tiger. No, when I was driving through Texas, I saw a dead tiger on the road. Not even kidding. I really wish I was kidding, but because uh, like I passed it and I was like, oh, dead tiger on the road. And I was like, I'm not going to go back. I'm not in the mood to call. Like, I'm not in the mood to make yeah. a phone call. You're like, hey, no. can somebody come pick up this dead tiger in the oil fields of northern Texas on the, near the border of Arizona, of New Mexico? That shit I mean, just writes itself. Dude, but it's, 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 like, it's crazy. It's easier to get, you know, a tiger than it is to get a fucking python here. And people shouldn't be on those damn things anyways. None of that shit, folks. Fucking gross. It's, you know, but hey, Tiger King showed us once again, which is amazing. I, I, let me close with this. So I have a two dear friends and my buddy uh, takes care of this dog. His name is Handsome James Ferdinand. Find him on the Instagram, folks. He was a bait dog, which means that uh, he was in a fight camp, but he wouldn't fight. So they had chained him to a tree and all the other dogs would attack him. My buddy goes to the LA County, um, uh, you know, animal shelter and they're walking him through these rescued dogs. James is the worst. He's got mange. He doesn't have hardly any skin. He's, you know, 35 pounds, severely underweight and just, you know, to, my buddy brings him home and he's like, man, the first two nights I thought the dog was going to kill me. Dog skated six feet apart and just never took his eyes off of him. And by the third night, he heard the dog just hit James, just laid out this big breath and went to sleep and slept for like 18 hours. And the James knew he was home. And then Regan really rehabilitated this dog to such a point that he was the first pit bull to be a therapy animal at the LA Children's Hospital. Taking oh, I love this kids. dog. You've talked about this dog yeah. before. But here's the thing. And this is why I talk about this. I, I want to put a bow on this. Is One of the most amazing parts of this is that this dog had the most brutal life that was dealt to it by people. And that dog does everything in its power to love and care for and give kindness to people every minute of every day. That's all that's in that dog's heart. We can learn something from that dog. We can learn that, you know what, as shitty, as horrible as this world can be at times, it's also pretty fucking amazing. And that we can, we can learn to forgive. We can learn to forgive ourselves first. We can learn to forgive others. We can, and we should. That doesn't mean you accept what they do, but it means you don't carry their weight because you shouldn't. Let them go. But do what James did, man. Do what James did. From death, death's door to literally stepping in and just loving on everybody and everything that he can. Amazing dog. Be more like James, people. Be more like yeah. James. Henry, where can people find you? You Tell can them. find me on Instagram and other social medias except Twitter at Ikfem Podcast. If you want to see me on Twitter, just be like, people be fucking dumb. And Zack Snyder is literally making a Star Wars film for Netflix. And no one can tell me otherwise. Because he's like, look at my big original idea. And I'm like, fuck off. It's called The Rebel Moon. That is a new hope. Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Henri underscore Winston 42. 
where I just drop hot takes. Also, if you want to support the podcast that I run, it came from a monster movie, much like the host of this show, Jason, uh, you can throw money at me at any level on Patreon at Ikfam Podcast. And you can make me watch any movie you want, uh, more or less, as long as it's a monster movie, unless you do a certain tier. And uh, it's super helpful. Plus, you will get early access to Apex, a giant monster audio drama. Uh, at, to- at this time, you can actually see the two read-throughs of the script that I am working on, as well as concept art and concept design and concept writings for the series and we should be releasing the field guide and graphic novel teasers for the uh the audio drama uh later this year uh expect that kickstarter to drop maybe around august fantastic i love yeah get ready for some original giant monster stories where you're going to be like i can see the gamma influence but I'm not going to be like Zack Snyder and think I did an original thing. I mean, I did, but not like pompously. Pompously. I love it, brother. Listen, man, you are the best. Thank you so much, as always, for the time. You know, uh, it's the one thing we don't get back. So the fact you choose to spend time with me always yeah, blows me away. Yeah, technically, uh, you know, the past is in the future. It's all happening at the same time. Um, always remember, if you see... If you look in your room and you see three candles, do you think those three candles are there because they are presently there? Or do you think it's information that your brain is processing about a future event? Exactly. Or a past event. And with that, folks, it's time for you to listen to the number one hit song, I Did a Poop, as my kid sings about the first time two kids took a shit by herself. Oh, there is a Gamera song, by the way, and it's worth listening to because it's great. I'll find it and I'll link it in the show notes. Sounds good. Love All you, right, brother. everybody. Praise Turtle Jesus. Praise Turtle Jesus. Love you, brother. Be good. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you.